Summer is almost here. Don't you want to go to the beach with thicker, gorgeous, beautiful locks and everyone goes, hey, I love your hair. And you go, Nutrafol, baby. (laughs) You know, something along that lines. Well, take the first step to visibly thicker, healthier hair. For a limited time, Nutrafol is offering my listeners $10 off your first month subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com and you enter the promo code TSFS. Find out why over 4,500 healthcare professionals and hairstylists recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. I recommend it. I've been taking Nutrafol for years. It's how I got my hair back thicker and not falling out in chunks after I had KJ. Now it's your turn. Nutrafol has been on with me for years, and that's because you all continue to buy, and it really works. I love it. Now it's your turn to love it too. Nutrafol.com, spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com with the promo code TSFS. That's Nutrafol.com with the promo code TSFS. Do you enjoy playing relaxing puzzle games on your phone? I do. It's even better when they're free and you can collect prizes along the way. Welcome to Two Dots. I have been playing Two Dots to relax my mind, unwind, and there's something very methodical about it. The premise of the game is you connect dots horizontally, vertically, but never diagonally. And you head from level to level. And as I mentioned, you do collect points along the way if you are into that. More than 5,000 puzzles to keep you engaged and relaxed after a very long day, uniquely designed challenges challenges, game modes, and levels to choose from based on what adventure you are into. And by the way, you can download it for free right now on your Android phone or iOS. I also like the color template of this game. It's very, it's giving me very like pastel-y vibes. So yeah, I think you're going to enjoy it too. If you are ready to kick back and unwind, download Two Dots for free on Android and iOS and start connecting. Via Hemp, let's talk about it. Via Hemp offers THC and non-TH craft cannabis experiences. Now, I love a non-THC option when it comes to your overall wellness. I'm talking sleep aid, maybe anxiety if you have that. Well, that's where Via comes into play. And did you know even a non-THC option if you're doing fertility or IVF can be helpful? Look into that. Well, Via is incredible. You got to be 21 plus. You can get 15% off with my exclusive code TSFS when you go to ViaHemp, V-I-I-A, hemp.com. They have all kinds of lifestyle products. And like I said, the best part is with the THC or without, so you don't have the buzzy buzzy. Don't you love my cannabis lingo? I mean, the buzzy buzzy. Anyway, I'm unique. What can I say? Look, order now. You're going to love Via Hemp. Use the code TSFS to receive 15% off and a one-time free sample of their award-winning gummies, 21 plus. That's viahemp.com and use the code TSFS at checkout. Support the show. Tell them I sent you and enhance your everyday life with Via Hemp. Dr. Paul Ruff has incredible services. So go visit him, westendplasticsurgery.com. Paul and I are getting a dermaplane for the first time. It's when they take that little razor and then they like shave your entire face. He has treatments that start as low as $150. Surgical and non-surgical procedures. He's got them both covered with over 20 years of experience. Visit westendplasticsurgery.com and book your appointment. Tell them the Hey Frage podcast with Sarah Fraser and Paul Wharton sent you. Taste of Arlington is also this weekend and you're going to want to go. We're going to be there. It starts this Sunday, May 21st from noon to 6, and it is the biggest food and wine and beer festival in Virginia. You need to get your ticket, though. It's bolstonbid.com backslash taste. Buy your tickets today. We'll see you. Tweet us. We'll be walking around. I got to start it again. There we go. Yay! 
phrase that you hear every day? Hey, phrase. What's the phrase that you hear every day? Hey, phrase. What's the phrase that you hear every day? Hey, phrase. What's the phrase that you hear? Tune in, yeah, you gotta tune in. Sarah Frazier on the mic, and she about to begin. The co-host with the most born one, looking fleek. Take it from me, you should be listening. Live from the nation's cap, pop culture at its best. No need a second guess, separated from the rest. Entertaining nonetheless, many topics to address. Sarah, she's so glamorous, the number one hostess. Mm. Hey. hey, Paul Wharton. <laughs> hey. Hey, hey, how's it going? Oh, my God. Welcome, everybody, to the Hey Fresh podcast with Paul Wharton. How are you, honey? Oh, my gosh. I am doing wonderfully. <sighs> what a week, folks. What a week. <laughs> what a week. Oh, my God. I mean, you know how the Army says we do more before 9 a.m. than what people do all day? <laughs> I mean, do you feel that way about today? Um, yeah. Oh, today, yeah. We're, like, running around like crazy. This has been crazy, but I made it here to you. Oh, my God. I almost had one of my moments at the parking lot next door. Oh. Did you? Well, I, I hated to like put you under pressure, but I was like, Paul, uh, you need to be here now because this podcast has got to happen like right now. <laughs> and oh you were like, God. I'm parking. I'm just like leaving my car. I'm like, okay, fine. You can't park it. I'm just going to leave it. <laughs> Did you just leave it? No, I ended up finding a space on the street. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. But I'm here. Okay, good. Uh, well, we had an incredible weekend. We have tons to talk about. First of all, our live show was on Friday night. Yes. Um, everybody is waiting, I think, on bated breath, probably from your emails and messages about our last show on Wednesday, Yo. <laughs> which was a moment. So we'll talk about that. And then there's so many freaking stories in the news with this Miss, D Miss uh, DC <laughs> winning Miss USA. Well, a Miss DC member won for the second year in a row. Right. But um, we got to talk about all her comments. Do you think health care is actually a privilege or a right? And of course, I have a story about Miss DC. Well, that's yeah. what I was wondering is like you kind of know the whole beauty scene here well, in the DC area. Uh, well, what ha happened was <laughs> they asked me to judge. You know, they do a local competition here in D.C., and then the winner of that will then go on to the Miss USA pageant. Okay, gotcha. So they asked me to, I've actually judged it before, but for this current one, they asked me to judge for this one to send that person to the Miss USA. So, hey, you know, if they had caught me on a, on a rough day, <laughs> if I had been up there and I didn't have my cocktail right or I was feeling a little bit weird about something, that woman might not have won Miss USA. Would that Okay, by the way, Kara McLaughlin, McLaughlin, it's not McLaughlin, but McAuliffe, sorry. Kara McAuliffe is the winner, the one that just won from D.C. Do you know her? I don't know that I do. Okay. Um, so her comments, though, that would have turned you off. You would not have voted. Um, you know, who knows? I mean, I've done those things before, and I remember one time we were just deadlocked, and I was just like, well, I'm not changing my mind. You're all wrong. <laughs> <laughs> well, what happens when you're a deadlock? Do they just flip a coin? I don't know what happens. I think at some point they just wear you down and you just say, oh, God, whatever. I got to go. I gotta <laughs> how much can we really do? Like, right. how long can we really do this? Exactly. Well, we'll get into that because she has, by the way, retracted those statements. Okay. She wants to clarify. Okay. Um, but first, let's talk about, we should talk about last week's show and then also how our live show was. Okay. Um, last week's show was a real moment, and I really want to apologize to you because I was way out of line in taking out some things on you that were from my past and issues that I'm still dealing with and trying to figure out. So I want to apologize because I think it was just way, way over the top. And um, I mean, I'm blown away at how many people emailed and messaged us and tweeted us. Um, it was like, okay. I mean, but it was good. 
good. You know, I mean, I think it was for me good to hold the mirror up and I really need to go back and do some therapy and some soul searching and kind of sort those issues out because they keep coming up in my life and it's just not fair to take that out on you. Yeah. So I was actually going to talk to my therapist before we did this show. I was hoping that I would so that I would be more in a place of like realizing why I'm doing it, you know, but we didn't get a chance to talk. So I feel like I'll be even more Zen-like about it next week. Um, but it just brought up a lot of stuff for me that I feel really badly that I took out on you. Well, I'm glad you realized that. <laughs> That's one. Yeah. Number two, I forgive you with no buts. Not I forgive you, but you better not do it again. Not I forgive you, but you better get yourself together. I forgive you with no buts. We are moving forward. I'm looking forward. I think we've got a great opportunity to make a phenomenal show. We've made great friends. And for me, what helped me in this situation, yeah. it was actually great validation hearing from so many people back. Not just that I was right, because I've never really been that right about anything. <laughs> I've never been that right about anything in my life. No, but, um, uh, but for me, because it was a long period of time, Sarah, where I was waiting for the phone to ring and waiting for a new opportunity because I was used to that. Right. Like, in 2003, I did Made on MTV, and then 2004, I think, um, oh, I got that job on Ricky Lake, and then five, um, you know, VH1, the agency. And right. Look on TV, like, every year I would get a new national show, and so I just thought the phone would just keep ringing, and then one day it didn't. Right. And it... There was an adjustment period. Right. You know, for a few years where I was like, oh, God, okay, I've got my schedule down. So I hit Starbucks at about, you know, nine. And then I, you know, then I go to the mall and I go get my nails done. You know, so there was a lot of that going on until one day I said, okay, wait. All right. The phone's not ringing. I better start creating something for myself. Right. So I just didn't want to go back and I will never go back. Sure. Because I've been able to create a wonderful life for myself, not just, you know, creatively, financially, all that stuff. Right. You know? Because, you know, everybody, when you finally get to really take care of yourself and, and kind of be... It's own, a great feeling. It's a great feeling. Yes. I mean, to be independent and make it on your own, which actually I'll talk about because I had a big moment this weekend after 15 years, I finally made my last college loan payment and that... Oh my God, I love it was a whole nightmare. But anyway, but I know what that is like. Yeah, to have your own independence and to create it on your own. That Absolutely. is. Absolutely. So that's what I was fighting to get you to hear. Sure. Last week in that conversation. I've really been able to stand down my ego. My ego really is not out of control at all. Um, people think that it is, just that don't know me. Right. But really, like, I love being a part of a team. I really do. Well, and that's the thing is like you do come to the table. You are so like open and forgiving. And that's the thing. I what I'm trying to figure out is last week had nothing to do with you or, you know, your great idea that the client liked or anything. It really had to do with I have some real past hang-ups that I thought I was over, but clearly wasn't. And so I guess I'm just like still in this place of like feeling a little bit down about myself just cuz I'm just like, ugh, you know, I thought I was beyond that and then like you know it just comes back into your life you know control issues and you know past issues with co-hosts and that kind of stuff and so for me I think you know I just have to figure out why that is such an issue you know well acknowledging it is the first step and you did that and right you were extremely magnanimous about that and you stood down your ego about it Right. You know, because yeah. you just say, you know what? I mean, hey, look at our president. I mean, you right. know, really, right. everybody in the world can be saying, you're wrong, and he's like, they're all crazy. It's fake news. You know, they're out of their mind. I'm right. I've never told a lie. 
blah, 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 blah. You know, so you acknowledge that and um, don't be down on yourself. Let's just, you know, move forward. I know you're you're so good about that. Anyway, we're moving forward and it will all sort itself out and um, I will get sort of more of my mental bearings. But it was just kind of a weird moment for me. But anyway, yeah, it's all good. And we had a great show, a great live show on Friday night. Monique Samuels was the special guest and she was so good, Paul. She really was. Oh, my God. I mean, I guess I got from the show that she was very smart and very strong woman. But I feel like she could be like the most sane housewife ever. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Do you? I mean, she's definitely the most well-rounded. Yes! You know, and I like to be around her. She met some people, actually, some of our listeners. She just met them, and she just sat down with them and started yucking it up. And we said, well, who are her friends? And I'm like, well, <laughs> we were like, wait, should we move herself. her? Exactly. She did. She came totally by herself. Totally by herself, and she made instant friends, and she was a hit. I just loved every minute of that. Oh, my God. The live show was great. We are going to post it in the next couple of weeks because we're going to be going on vacations and lots of things coming up, so you'll get a chance to hear it. And her interview, I thought, was just terrific about, you know, and I thought, you know, just how she and her husband really have each other's back so strongly, even more than, and if you don't watch the show, you you don't see it, but I was shocked that she puts it all out there with her mother-in-law, mm-hmm. like how much they don't get along. Yeah. And then she was basically saying that the only reason that whole relationship, her relationship with Chris Samuels, her husband, works is he completely has her back. Absolutely. That's amazing, though. I mean, I don't think a lot of, I don't know, do you think a lot of men would choose that Oh, well, over their moms? That's point. amazing. I mean, I think when you get married, you do have to kind of make a choice in a way. You know, you heard her talk about her marriage. In her marriage, husband first, so Chris yep, first, yep. then God. Or no, God. Was it God, Chris? Her kids. Her kids. And a lot of people <laughs> online gave her a flack about that. You put your kids behind your man, girl. How do you feel about that, by well, the way? She said during the live show. So it's not like, you know, my kid's going to be hungry and I'm going to make a plate for my husband first. No, we will make my kids plate together. So what she said was, unless I can work on my marriage and have that right, we're not going to be good parents to our kids, which, you know, makes the whole household. So, I mean, having explained it that way, I agree with her. But when I first heard it, I was kind of like, oh, you just don't hear that kind of thing. I know you. You really don't. And I always think, like, my mom always had the opposite. (laughs) She always always was like, okay, my kids are first. They come before anything else. Then my husband. I mean, maybe my mom. Then probably God was in there somewhere. I don't know if she ranked it, but I definitely know she was all about her kids before yeah. her marriage. So that's, I thought that was really great. I mean, they seem to have a really solid relationship. Solid relationship. They're a lot of fun to hang out with. She's so pretty. Oh my God. She's stunning. She's uh, down to earth. She's modest. She's um, all about helping other women. And she's all about being on TV and being a positive black female role model, which I think is great because I didn't like go into it and like press her on this because I, I wanted to see if she thought like houses like our shows like Real Housewives of Potomac and Real Housewives of Atlanta portray black women in a powerful way. But I don't think they always do. Yeah, but but they keep it real. And I mean, if you look at New York. Yeah, I mean, that's true. Get, I don't think they represent women well either. Well, but, they get pretty petty on that show. Exactly. I mean, it's like, it's, what do you have to fight about? Everybody's got all this money and you've got your great health and everybody's kids are well. And I mean, it's like, what are you fighting about? Don't you feel like in general, I mean, I could talk about Housewives all day because I watch them all. But don't you feel like in general that that whole franchise, it's just beginning, becoming so petty? Like, I feel like years ago it used to be about like Bethany was building a business or someone's marriage was crumbling or, you know, I mean, it was just, 
more they had more I guess empowering storylines than now it's truly about like oh my god well I guess the thing is because I've been on one of those shows yes right 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 so the thing about it is and we asked Monique and she said you know it's not manufactured but in a lot of those shows it kind of is because you know what yeah in real life I agree in real life you walk away if you're a grown woman and you're beefing with five other grown women you don't fucking stay <laughs> So of course it's going to right? You know, for in their case, I don't know, some might stay for the money, some might stay for the fame, you know, because a lot of people don't do what Bethany has done with hers and really make the most of it. And turn it into something, and yeah. turn it into something. So that's where it becomes the line between it being authentic and scripted reality or manufactured reality or directed when they when they direct the narrative comes a little bit into I'm so with you. I'm so with you. But I want to talk about something else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's up? What else is I going on in your life? I want to talk about another relationship speaking of kids. Ooh. <laughs> uh, that has come full circle this past weekend. You know, I don't know if I shared this, but my mom and I are so close, okay? As you know. Yes, yes. I know you guys are really tight. And did I share that we hadn't been speaking much on the phone? Yeah, I think you mentioned it a couple podcasts ago that like some had happened, I think it started with the Delaware trip, right? Like you were on your way and then you kind of heard that she had a friend that she was going to meet. Well, no, that trip I turned around and then I came back because my mom built a new house in Delaware. Okay. So she didn't know anybody there. She and her husband, they moved there. She's in her late 60s, but she's a lot of fun. Oh, I bet. The life of the party and all that. But when she moved there, I was so worried about her being alone. I would go almost every weekend. You know, I'm pretty booked. Like, I'm busy. (laughs) I'm trying to get there to see about my mom. I'm on the phone. I'm typing emails. I'm making plans. And then I'm trying to give her her outlet for shopping and lunches and someone to talk to and help her get yeah. her house and do all that. So anyway, I've noticed that she's starting to get out in the neighborhood and in the community. She's meeting people. Which okay? is great, right? Like, Which is fantastic. Yeah. But just on the cusp of that, she called me one day. And I didn't call her right back. Okay. If someone had a kid that worked at a nine-to-five job, okay, they would know not to call that kid between what? Nine to five. Nine right, to right, right. Five. Although I feel like moms make that mistake all the time, but yes, yes. <laughs> so I know what you mean. my mom calls me any time of the day, and I usually will take the call because sure. I've got this kind of mom-son thing where I'm just like, okay, let me just answer and make sure she's okay. Yeah. Hey, you good? You good? <laughs> okay, well, I got to call you back. When I say to my mom, I have to call you back, she click. She would hang up the phone on me. Okay. Because she was in Delaware, away from all her other friends, and she, gotcha. her phone calls became her social life. So this one time, I call, uh, she called me, and I didn't call her back, I think, for two days. I was running literally. You know we have those days sometimes. It's morning oh, to yeah. night. And I literally use my house as like a, a Wonder Woman changing closet. You know, I go in, I do a double spin, I'm back out the door. Yeah, right, exactly. Back out the door. New shirt, freshen up, doom, boom. That's it. Out the door. So when I called her back, she didn't take the call. But anyway, that led to six weeks of us not speaking. Because I called her really? back again. Oh, she didn't no. want to take the call. Um, I finally got on the phone right before Easter. We talked about a minute and a half. She didn't want to be bothered. But anyway... I really had to stand down. I started to feel a certain kind of way about it. I'm just keeping it real. Oh, my God, I'm sure. Like, I, yeah, that must have been so difficult. I'm like, out of all the things, out of all the places, out of all the love that we share and all the things that we do, damn, you ain't going to call me back? So I started to get a little bit salty about it, so then I stopped calling. Right. Right. So 
I called my mom, Mother's Day was coming up, I called her, she had a toothache, I'm going to the dentist on Monday, I really just want to rest, I don't want company. I said, but mom, I really want to bring you flowers, oh honey, that's so sweet, but I really, mommy just wants to rest. Anyway, look, <gasps> happy you think you will go. <laughs> I said, go wash the car, honey. So. <laughs> BMW will go. Mm -hmm. I packed that. There's your up. slogan. I called my sister. I said, "Look, meet me in Delaware." She says, "You know, oh, she wasn't speaking to my sister either." Oh God, do you think something's going on, like a well, real post-life crisis? Well, like she a... felt the same thing about my sister, but yeah, sure, she's up there by herself and she's alone. She's lonely. Okay. Well, no, she has a husband. Sorry, sorry, Chip. Okay. Oh. <laughs> I forgot about him. Oh, whoops. Yeah. Okay, Chip. <laughs> Chip is there. Yeah. So anyway, we just showed up at her door. I showed up at her. Um, big bouquet of flowers with a cake with champagne and it just completely all came together it's really like, oh good okay never passed. oh god she was so happy she just talked and laughed and we danced and i spun her around Aww. and nobody heard anything about that toothache all day long oh good oh my god so my lesson in this and the thing that I want to share to people out there is even if someone that you love does something that you don't really feel great about, you know, just try, do your best, even if it feels uncomfortable, to stand down your ego. Just push it down. Right. Just, just go. Just show up. Because when you show up, mm. oh, my God. I mean, all that love, all of the conversations and the all the stuff that you shared comes right back. Right, and like all is forgiven, right? All like is forgiven. It, it was just a great moment and she was so grateful and We had a great day. I want to get on her nerves, so I went on back home that night. Oh yeah. <laughs> I packed my shit up and came on back home, but no, we had a fabulous Mother's Day. So, two relationships from last Wednesday, yours and mine, and mine and my mother's have been mended. I tell you, it's been a week. It's going to be a great week. It is going to be yeah. a good week. It totally is. Oh my god. Well, that's great. I know I didn't get to go see my mom on Mother's Day, but um but she's up in Maine. So we didn't get to see each other, but it is such a special day, and that's great that you got to to it. share it with her. Um, all right, we have to talk about all these stories because I'm I am kind of obsessed with a couple of them. First of all, have you been following this Seth Rich story? Uh, I know something about it. Um, okay, well, I know that you know you know I'm obsessed with true crime, which is why, yes, <laughs> which is why I'm working on this true crime podcast. Mm -hmm. And I feel like many people now, right? Everybody is an investigator. Everyone solved it. And I have to say, I can be a little bit of a conspiracy theory. Like, okay. a, you know, I can get into that. So um, today, though, a detective or a, I guess a private investigator who's been working for Seth Rich's family now has come out and says that he has proof that Rich was talking to WikiLeaks before his death and then he's got some bombshell revelations that could, in fact, tie Seth Rich's death to the DNC. If the Democratic National Party had anything to do with this, how crazy would that be? I mean, do you think this is true? I mean, of course, you know, all the uh, Trump supporters feel like Hillary Clinton killed him. Of but course they do. <laughs> That's why I just sunk down in my chair like, oh, great. Okay, the timing of this is just perfect. Talk about fake news. You think this is fake news? It's fake news. You think that Rod Wheeler, who's the private investigator who was hired by the family, now suggests there's tangible evidence on Rich's laptop that confirms he was communicating with WikiLeaks. Not that that necessarily means anything, but maybe he was leaking you know stuff. Gone are the days of Inspector Gadget. Private investigator, what does that really mean? I mean, you, can you just go online and get a certification for that? Well, you know, it's interesting. With this um, true crime podcast I'm working on with Fox, so we, through a person, through a person, we ended up connecting with this young guy who is a private investigator, and I have to tell you, I'm kind of obsessed with his job. But 
uh, criminal defense attorneys and prosecutors actually hire um, private investigators for their cases. Okay. So lots of times they're either former homicide detectives or former police officers who go into it. Or I believe this guy, Chris, actually went to school for it and became okay. a private investigator. So I guess it's legit. Well, I'm not trying to diss him, but I mean, just to come out with such a bombshell, you know, I mean, implicating someone in a murder... Right now, as, as the other guy is crashing and burning. Oh, my God. Well, I'm like, get the podcast ready. Uh, the other big part of this story, though, is that Rod Wheeler, the detective or the uh, private investigator, also says that the police department, the D.C. police department, was told to stand down off this case. Wheeler says, quote, I have a source inside the police department that has looked at me straight in the eye and said, Rod, we were told to stand down on this case, and I can't share any information from, with you. So essentially, Wheeler is also insinuating that the D.C. police have stopped investigating. Well, maybe it wasn't there. Maybe the FBI took it over or some other, you know, CIA took it over. Don't they watch Law & Order SVU? Don't they know how this shit works when somebody walks into the scene and they say, we'll take it from here? What? This is my case. But then said, you, we'll take it from here. Then you wonder, though, that's what leads to all these questions, is why is the FBI taking over? If, in fact, because they came out and said, oh, Seth Rich, it was just a robbery in the Bloomingdale neighborhood. There'd been a string of robberies. He was shot in the back. It was, you know, just all had gone wrong and he'd been drinking. So then it's like, well, why does the FBI need to investigate that unless Hillary Clinton killed him? No, I'm kidding. Okay, I'm, kidding. I'm, kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm we kidding. We just made up good, me and you, okay? We just got right. Are you looking on the show? No. <laughs> um, but anyway, I'm like, okay, when is this show going to be investigative discovery? Because right. this is crazy. Okay. If this comes out to be well, true. Let's, let's wait and see what happens. Um, the other story I thought was really funny and, and you actually really liked was um, now new research says that alcohol doesn't alter your personality mm. and that, in fact, it just makes you more of an extrovert, but if you're already an asshole, you're just an asshole. Ooh, oh, shit. More. Or if you're already happy, you're, you're already happy. Do you believe that? Well, this is what I think, especially now that I haven't been drinking as much. Um, the podcast, the live show, is the first day I really had a couple of matches. Yeah, I feel like you haven't. No, and I'm a lot more clear. Um, but the thing about it is... If I'm going through my day feeling fully charged, because in the morning I do my green smoothies and I do my your coffees, got his routine, and coffee and all that stuff. I do all that in the morning. If I go to lunch and have a glass of champagne, on that first sip, I swear it's like it's an instant downer. I don't know what it really. It is. It's like I'm used to doing that. I'm used to having a lunch and having a glass of wine or champagne. But now that I'm kind of a bit more clear and my body is not processing all that alcohol, as soon as I have a good sip, I'm like, I feel like a dimming effect. Really? It's almost like my eyelids get heavy or something kind of dims or I feel a little darkness come over me, really. Oh, my God. So, okay, but so you do believe that drinking alters your personality, Absolutely. your behavior. Absolutely. Because they say that although many people blame drinking for altercations in their lives, in their usual behavior, new research shows that there is little shift in character between sober and then tipsy. What? Yeah, I don't or know drunk. character change, but I know that I feel a sense of, like, a... Oh, it's like a fog oh, come over me. I used to be such an awful drunk. Like, yeah. really nasty. Ooh, yeah. Geez. Like, What was it, one of the worst times? 
Well, one of the worst times I went down to Duck, North Carolina with my girlfriend. That already sounds horrible. <laughs> is that the end of the story? Because it already sounds awful. Duck, I would duck, duck North Carolina. Uber yes, right. I know. It was legitimate on the whatever. What's down there that everyone goes down to the beaches there? The Oh, God, I can't even remember. There's like a Outer Banks, Outer okay. Banks, right? Mm -hmm. So we get out, we rent a house. First of all, we go to this karaoke bar, okay? And I keep signing my name. I'm so wasted. I keep signing my name up for karaoke and scratching other people off. And then oh. I would just continue to get on stage. And the crowd was pissed. Like when I tell you, people oh. were throwing bottles. The only guy that was into it was one guy with a wonky eye. He completely had this wonky oh, eye. And he got on stage and serenaded me with Creed and he wouldn't get up. So they kicked me out. They kicked oh. me out of the bar, right? The wonky eyed guy wants to come with us. I'm trying to get my friends to let him come. They were fear they were so mad. I got back to the place. I feel like I trashed the place. Like I tore it up. Then I went to this abandoned house and went in there. They the next day they were like, this is it. We like we want to be friends with you and we love you, but you cannot drink like this ever again. Oh that God. was like a I didn't really stop drinking uh, uh, for probably another six or seven years after that, but I would say the behavior was never as bad as that again. How many did it take you to get to that point? Oh my God, Paul. I mean, I can't even remember. Like back in the day, I used to drink. Uh, I used to actually. This is terrible. I used to drink Sex on the Beach. Did you ever? Mm. <laughs> that's not the worst. All the sugar. <laughs> did you ever? Well, I was also uh, right. sixty pounds heavier, right, right, so. Right, right. I used to drink so many sex on the beach, and it was just, I would say I was probably eight or ten drinks in. Oh, like, my God. Yeah, it was not good. Well, now, I don't want to, you know, talk bad about duck, but that name sounds scary. <laughs> duck, duck, is it decent? Is it nice? Um, it's okay. I feel like it's a, um, it's an Outer Banks, uh, you know, it's been so long since I've been there, but I think it's kind of like what it sounds, right? Like, it just, there's a lot of ho homes that are lined up, and people rent them for different, you know, a couple weeks in the summer, because the beaches are beautiful, but I'm not sure that Duck really had it going on. Okay. Well, let me tell you something <laughs> about a conversation I just had with my sister, and I'm going to share, you know, but... You know, where my mom lives, it's beautiful. There's all these beautiful new houses, but... In Delaware. To get there... Ah, <laughs> let me tell you something. Up on 95? What are you talking about? GPS people had to have a little talk. Because, I mean, that GPS was like... I love equality, and I love that everybody is, like, you know, with the same and all my, you know... My life is, like, black, white, it's gay, it's straight, it's woman, it's man. But... Do not send me through the same route as a gay black man in a big shiny BMW that you would send, you know, my white brother through with his Ford F-150. Oh, maybe you need to invent this app. That shit was scary as hell, okay? No. I was calling everybody. Look, I'm sending you my location. I don't know what's going on. Everybody's in the, sitting in the back of their trucks. You know, they look like they're just ready to roll. I'm rolling through, don't know where I'm going. I'm on a dirt road. <laughs> no. Wait, I just figured your mom probably lived off 95. Like, you just take 95 up to Delaware. No, you go like you're going to Rehoboth. That way. Oh, I gotcha. Okay, okay, yeah, okay. Uh, oh, so just, she's more into the water side. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, gotcha. and it's just really. Yeah, it is scary. You have these moments, and I swear, when I left there, because I left there to come back home, I had not made it to Route 304 by the time the sun was going down, honey. I was like, oh, shit. I was calling people. I was, call everybody. Call Monique Presley. Call everybody. Tell everybody where I am. 
I don't blame you. No, no, no. I've been out there. It's just like these big chicken what farms. Are you scared of? <laughs> <laughs> Nothing. But I mean, I, I could see like, yeah, I'd be scared if I were you. Right. I mean, it's like, yeah. Yeah. I mean, we might have to holler at the GPS people like, okay, now this might, might work for some folks. <laughs> it could be like the worst app. We right. have to enter your race, BBS, your sexuality. Right? <laughs> Shit. Positioning Be system for the black man. <laughs> Take me to safe route. I want to go the main road with all the lights. I don't want to Ball. go to somebody's little backyard. That's genius. I'm sorry. I have to share. That... You know, this is the kind of shit. Oh, we don't want to talk about race. Look, <laughs> my car is smooth. I was shaking. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You know, most people have to how do you feel about the man romper? You think, you know, you are oh a fashion God. man. You are, romp him. It's this new I Kickstarter. Everybody hating it, but I got to tell you, you it's love so it? cute. You do? It's so cute. You would, okay, it's Paul, so but Coachella. would you wear these? Would you wear one, really? You'd wear it at Coachella? Well, I think it looks sexy on those guys. I do. I'm just not going to hate on it. Everybody it was like, there was a story that said, the man romper is here, and I no longer want to live on this planet. See that? <laughs> no. I mean, it's just like, really? Apology that much? Well, it's just exactly what it sounds. It's, like it's like a onesie, but it's shorts. It's just like a female romper. Shorts. It doesn't have the kind of spaghetti straps. It's got like a man's shirt with the shorts, and it's all one piece. And they come in fun colors. And the Kickstarter campaign launched uh, by the company this week says the uh, romp him will be your new favorite summer outfit. Listen, I think it's going to take some serious balls, which you will see displayed <laughs> in this romper, to wear this piece. I mean, you know, it's not for someone that's not a very confident person. It looks actually really, I mean, it looks well made. You can pledge up to... Looking. You do? Yeah. I actually think it's hard to tell that it's a romper. Don't yeah. you? I mean, don't you kind of have like to look? Shirt and, uh, and shorts. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I feel like this is going to go wrong in so many ways, but I think it's great. I love ah. that you love it. I mean, one zip, honey. You're ready to go. That shit hits <laughs> the floor and it's on. Um, hey, you and I have to announce this. We are very excited. June 11th, everybody needs to make plans to come to Wolf Trap and the B-52s. So much fun. This is going to be really big because before the B-52s show, which is um, at 8 p.m. at Wolf Trap, we are hosting this really, really cool wine tasting event. It's $15. You need to buy your ticket now. Paul and I are going to be there, and you're going to also get complimentary beverage, cash bar to follow, free wine and beer tastings, and light noshes, all courtesy of Wolf Trap. We're also going to be doing a great swag bag giveaway. That starts at 6.30, but you have to buy your ticket, $15. Yay! We're going to have... Oh, my God. So much fun. Have you been to a B-52s concert ever? No. Me neither. I have not, but, honey, I'd be jamming to them. Oh, my God. I hope we have good weather. Uh, Wolftrap.org slash tickets, and you can just put in pre show party. Mm -hmm. Ours will come up. We're right on the website. I am super excited about this. It's going to be a great night. So get your ticket to the B-52s and then also our $15 pre-party wine and beer tasting. We are going to have so much fun. And let me tell you something. I can't I wait. I'm advocating right now for us to do the same thing for Diana Ross. <laughs> I know. Paul's like, when can we go see Diana Ross? That would be amazing. It's so funny. I know her daughter, Rhonda Ross. Yeah. Where does Rhonda live? Is she like well, Rhonda lives in New York. Okay, gotcha. So Rhonda is Barry Gordy's her father. I mean, amazing. Can you imagine if Barry Gordy was your dad? But the crazy thing about it is she's very mm. protective over her mother. So you can't really ask, like, Any questions? I want to go 
to the Connecticut house or take me to the Sherry Netherland where her mom lives on 59th Street, like in a huge ass penthouse. I want to go to the Sherry Netherland, but I can't say it because I'm afraid she's gonna. <laughs> She'll be like, that's it? Yeah. Oh, but. Me off. Do you think, is Diana Ross still like a huge diva or is that kind of past? Like, no, is she. I think she's a lovely person. I just think that people called her, I used to love this acronym, people used to say bitch, being in total control of herself. Oh. My friend needs to say that because that's she's awesome. a very successful businesswoman. Her former husband is one of the owners of the um, Washington Wizards. Do you hear that? That is the sound of the brand new and delicious You Natural Conception for her in their juicy strawberry gummy flavor. Oh my, this is now my favorite thing to take. It's a fertility aid. If you haven't heard about them, they are unbelievable with thousands of five-star reviews on Amazon. Go and read them for yourself. And they're famous for their conception for her and conception for him formula, which Schman, my hubby, has been taking for over a month because it takes two to tango. Conception for her fertility aid is a well-researched baby. They have ingredients like ashkawanda, zinc, magnesium that can help you on that journey to have a healthy baby. So what are you waiting for? Go and order now. You're going to love it, and I want to hear from you. Check out You Natural on Amazon and use code FRASER20 for 20% off Conception for Her, Conception for Him, and the Conception Bundle. That's EU Natural on Amazon, or follow the link on our website for 20% off Conception for Her, Conception for Him, and the Conception Bundle with the promo code Frasier 20. That's F-R-A-S-E-R. The number's two, zero. Hero Breads. Oh my gosh. Chef's kiss. Do you love carbs? I'm obsessed. Give me a croissant. Give me a tortilla, baby. Every day, slathered with some hummus. Yes, please. And then a lot of veggies, a little turkey burger in it. Okay. Um, That's my own proprietary sandwich. Thanks. (laughs) Hero Breads right now offering 10% off. Go to hero.com. Co. Enter the promo code TSFS. You are getting 10% off. Now, Hero Bread is so delicious and flavorful, soft, fluffy. In fact, so fluffy that KJ loves it, slathered with butter and cinnamon every day. They're known for their products to have zero to one grams of net carbs, zero sugar, and high in fiber. So what are you waiting for? Don't give up being a breadhead. Hero Bread is offering 10% off your order. Go to hero.co and use the code TSFS at checkout. That's TSFS at H-E-R-O dot C-O. Ten years ago, I lost 60 pounds mindful eating, and today I have kept the weight off. I never think about food. I never count calories. Honey, I don't even use one of those darn trackers or apps. I live with food freedom, and I want that for you if you are ready and you want it. And that's where My Optimal Body comes into play. Visit MyOptimalBody.com to request an appointment, and be sure to let them know that the Sarah Fraser Show sent you so you can qualify for a free personalized assessment plus a bonus free 30-day supply of their gut repair product when you sign up for a customized plan. That is myoptimalbody.com to request an appointment. Why I wanted to partner with Dr. Applin is because he is a doctor that gets to the cellular and gut reason of why you can't lose weight and keep it off. They also work with your mental capacity as well. So many of us are emotional eaters. They address that and their clients see long-term success. If you are ready to lose weight, keep it off, and you don't want to do crazy Ozempic, myoptimalbody.com and tell them the Sarah Fraser Show sent you. Want your life back? Order Hungry Root. It's actually as simple as that. Truly, Hungry Root is the best meal kit service I have ever worked with because they have meals that take 12 
minutes. Guys, if you are a busy mom like I am, KJ now just started swim lessons. And on the night that he has swim lessons, we're not home until six. I'm trying to make dinner, trying to get him rested and down for bedtime. When I see that number 12, and I know in 12 minutes I can have a healthy meal, I'm turned on. All right. You will be too. Hungry Roots website, so easy to use as well. You just go, you can type in a type of cuisine or if you like chicken, or you can do preset where you tell them you're vegetarian, keto, or you're a meat lover. Right now, get 40% off. My listeners are getting 40% off your first delivery and free veggies for life. Just go to HungryRoot.com slash TSFS and get 40% off your first delivery and get your free veggies. That's HungryRoot.com slash TSFS. Don't forget to use my link so they know who sent you and get 40% off right now and free veggies for life. And she was like, yeah, call me a bitch because that is being in total control of herself. Oh, I really love that. That's yeah, like, yeah. I feel like I want to adopt that. That's amazing. Yeah, and she was running things and she was really a lovely person with a great heart. But but she had her shit and she knew what she wanted and that was the way it was going to be. And you know, it's That's, okay and for people to call Diana Miss Ross. She's earned it. Yeah, she She's is. Now, how do you feel about that? Because I'm coming up on a big birthday. I'm 40. <gasps> I know. And... You know, I'm kind of, when people used to say Mr. Wharton, I used to say, oh, that's my father. But I got to tell you, now you like dealing it. with so many people, and I'm not saying like, you know, somebody that would I would just meet casually at a bar or something like that. But people that are working with me or around me all the time, you know, the people at the front desk at my home or at the office, like I have, they call me Mr. Wharton and I'm okay with that. That's fine. Yeah. I mean, I think it's good. I, are you going to start asking people specifically to call you? Them. Okay. Well, then that's fine. But when they do, I let them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? I think there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. And before you would stop them and say, hey, actually call me Paul. It made me uncomfortable because I'm like, no, that sounds old. And now I'm kind of like, you know. I am Mr. Warren. I'll take the respect. And I'll yeah. work it. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to work that, Mr. Work. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I think that's great. Well, I was hoping that you would have a good story about the new Miss USA, Kara McCullough, but uh, it's fine. She's Anyway, she's retracted her statements this morning. Uh, she won Miss USA by saying a couple things that had women all up in arms. She basically said that health care is a privilege and not a right, which was kind of difficult for people to take in. Let's see if this will come up. I'll get you her clip from last night at the pageant. Think affordable health care for all U.S. citizens is a right or a privilege and why? I'm definitely going to say it's a privilege. As a government employee, I am granted um, health care. And I see first Way to be in touch. for one, to have health care, you need to have jobs. So therefore, we need to continue to cultivate this environment that we're given the opportunity to have health care as well as jobs to all the American citizens what? worldwide. I don't even understand what the fuck you're talking about. She, she didn't either, but you know, there's a <laughs> lot of nerves up there. There's a lot going on. <laughs> Do you think it is? It's just that the nerves get you. It's, it's, it's so nerves. much. It's totally nerves. Well, she's backtracked today, and she says, I hope and pray moving forward that health care is a right for everyone worldwide. She continued, I just want people to see where I was coming from. Having a job, I have to look at health care like it's a privilege. That's what she was saying. Okay, that makes more sense. When asked during the pageant if affordable health care is a right, of course, as you heard, she went on to say that it was a privilege. Uh, she also says that she doesn't identify as a feminist, that she's an equalist, that okay. she's about everyone being equal. You think that is fine is a fine statement or she or are you kind of surprised that she would say that as a young black woman i mean she won a beauty contest i mean i'm not trying to downgrade her situation but she won a beauty contest and now we want her to be like super Oprah smart or maya angelou you know i mean <laughs> she needs it's a to good point. moment and get herself together she's a government 
employee and they're fabulous here in DC, but she has not necessarily, maybe she hasn't traveled the world, maybe she doesn't really know about other people's experiences and cultures and stuff. Do you think the pageant is over, really? Uh, I was hearing some people today like talking about it, they were like, oh, there was even a pageant on. Do you think I those, have no idea it was on. Are you surprised that that still continues? Because here's the thing, I've offended, and on this podcast, I've offended women who have been po- former pageant uh, participants, and they claim that, you know, you have to be very smart, you win actual co- scholarship money. They get very defensive when you're like, hey, isn't it just a pageant? What do you expect? Yeah, but they're still doing it just for women, which means that it's based in, to me, it's based in beauty, right? I agree with you. And, you know, the hair being big and blown and the makeup and the showing the swimsuit. I mean, if we're just talking about how smart you are, why do you have to wear a swimsuit? I. I, It's more of a fucking. Preach! Who does that? Who still does that? Who still wears a tiara? Does it drive you crazy when, like, grown women, unless it's, like, fun and you're in Vegas or whatever, does it drive you nuts when, like, a grown woman actually wears a tiara, like, for real? That they're trying to pull it off? Well, do you see that happening a lot? Wearing duck? Um, (laughs) Yes. Duck. Yeah. Of the world. Duck, I've yeah. seen it. I've yeah. actually seen that. Um, no, I feel like I've seen it in Virginia and Maryland and D.C. sometimes. Oh, maybe okay. it's Virginia and Maryland. Well, maybe on their wedding day. I mean, you know, hey. Even that. I'm like, I the mean, tiara, really? I don't judge. I need your advice, although it's too late now anyway. Mm -hmm. But uh, so this past weekend was the final college loan payment. I've been an albatross around my neck. Oh, I can't even tell you like how good it feels to not have this $750 payment every month, which was like for 15 years. Okay. Yeah, Yeah, I know. And I just wonder, like for other people who have paid off college, do you look back and think that it was worth it? Because I look back and think, I know, take that in for a while. No, $750 a month for, someone get the fucking calculator out, for 15 years Shit. was like, actually, how much go? was this? So I went to. I mean, if you don't times, say Yale, Princeton, or Harvard, I'm, you know, I'm going to smack you. Times 15. <laughs> is what I've paid. Um, Well, I went to Mount Holyoke College, which is an all-women's college in western Massachusetts, little small liberal arts school, um, which I don't know why I did that. (laughs) How has it changed your life? Well, you know, I think it was a very empowering situation because they really do. The focus is not on meeting a guy. There's no sorority life. There's no Greek life. There's none of that. It's truly on education, which it took me. I mean, you know, I've always wanted to be in broadcasting. Right. So I was at the radio station, the shitty little radio station they had like every single day. And then I started Moho TV there and, you know, did this really crappy SNL spoof that was horrible. I can't even. Oh, my God. If you were to see it. I mean, we should play it as a prank sometime. But anyway, I think it it forced me to um, really dig in because it was really about the schoolwork. And I wanted to go and have fun and drink and party and not do work. And I was like the first year I was getting like C's and D's, which had never happened to me in my life. In high school, I was always a, a not straight A student, but I did well. So I do think Mount Holyoke was like, made me go, okay, what are you going to do when, you know, you fail? Because I really, I mean, a journalism class, I failed. Like, I mean, I had some really bad moments where teachers were like, you really need to learn how to do the Spanish. Oh my God. I can hardly master the English language. So it did force me to dig in, find other resources, get with tutors, really work harder than I'd ever had to work at school. Yeah. So I loved that. And I, of course, have great friendships, but. Well, I think it was worth it. 
I really do. I mean, let me tell you something. I don't, I mean, yeah. I not. I went to NYU for like one semester. I know, I love that though. Well, you know, my dad wanted me to go to a historically black college or university. Okay. Oh, so I wanted to go to New York. I think, you know, he wanted me to go to Winston-Salem State or something like that. Right. We went to the school visit. I was a total asshole because I knew my black ass was meant to be going north to New York City. Okay? <laughs> yeah, you've been a performer. Yeah. I don't want to be in Winston-Salem. That's where my dad's from. I mean, lovely people, but I didn't, it, I didn't think it was for me. So I went up there, and, and to be honest, as soon as I got there, I was like, jumping into stuff, I was styling for these photographers, I was running around and doing all these things and picking and doing my model workshop with the big modeling agencies. I bet. Wilhelmina. And I just said that I don't think school is for me. Now, I see it both ways. That $135,000 I think was money well spent for you, the way you started your life. I really do. Um, you know, I feel like it is, but the craziest part is, I swear to you, I have never once been asked for a resume. And any place that I've that was ever... my next point. I know! <laughs> Honest never, to God. Nobody's ever asked me in uh, ever, and actually. And the only jobs I've ever got, I never gave them a resume. Mm -hmm. Ever. Mm -hmm. I mean, radio, no one ever asks you. And they ask you for your bio and your reel. I mean, exactly. You know, exactly. You your bio and your reel, and there's somebody negotiating on your behalf in between you, and before you know it, you got a new gig. Oh my God, that's so funny. You've never had to give a resume. Ever. Nobody I know. Has ever asked me where I went to school or any of that shit. <laughs> I know, right? Me neither. It never, never, ever comes up. It's never like, but I spent that where were you? Probably just partying yeah. in your city. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I mean? You're having the time of your life. I had the time of my life, honey. And what? it brought us right here. Isn't that something? I know. It is something. You know I what? Love it. I love so it all works out. Um, what else is going on in your life? I was going to talk to you about, you know, I have a Cuba trip coming up. We have a couple other news stories we want to get to. But I wanted to see what else you've been working on and what's going on. Yeah, well, uh, working on, you know, I do this really great event every year called Runway Moms. And it's actually, Ooh. yeah, it's really cool. So all these different media personalities and different people in D.C., they get on the runway, and it's El Shandy Design. She puts on the show. So it's a fashion fundraising event benefiting. This year, the beneficiary is Safari Doctors. So the doctors that actually oh, go out. Yeah. Sure. Mm -hmm. Head that go to Africa, go to, yep, absolutely. yep, absolutely. So it's actually this Saturday, if anybody wants to come. It's this Saturday in College Park, Maryland, at the Marriott Hotel. You can visit runwaymoms.org if anybody wants to get tickets to the show. It'll be a wonderful event. So that's what's going on. I'll be with you for Taste of uh, Taste of Arlington on Sunday. Arlington on we'll Sunday. be there. We'll be drinking beers and that tasting so food. Fun. And so, I mean, on a, I have a good report actually. Something I shared with you last week in confidence. You know, I talked about my lifetime companion, Michael. And I yes. Oh my God. So I was just so you all know because you know you all are part of my extended family out there um i talked to sarah last week when all that was going on with our podcast last week i was really concerned because i had gotten a ticket to go to ireland and i would reached out to michael's family right and i hadn't heard anything back and i reached out a few times and, and it was really odd to me that i hadn't heard anything back as you all know michael had a medical um emergency back in june the end of June last year. This is somebody I've talked to every day who is in a relationship yeah. with for 17 years. And then one day I just couldn't get a hold of him. You all know the story. But anyway, so I finally got my strength up to go and visit. I got a ticket and I hadn't heard back from his family. And so I thought Michael died. 
I know. I was really, when you said that, I was like, oh, God, there's got to be, why are they not responding? Yeah, because I just thought they were thinking, like, well, we don't want to tell him over Facebook Messenger. Right. So there was that anxiety that was going on to me, you know, and I was looking in the obituaries every day for him. I'm like, oh, God, I can't from the Ireland. So I was going to go to Ireland anyway. But Right, because I know you've been talking about facing that and wanting to see him. and. But the anxiety level on going there without being received by his family was yet another thing stressing me out. So, yeah. Anyway, I poked around and I found his friend Neil, who also didn't reply to me. So I was like, oh, God, no. Neil finally sent me a message saying that he's in Iceland and that he hadn't had Wi-Fi, but he went to go see Michael a few weeks ago, and he said that he looks better than ever. He looks like the old Michael. Wow. Though there hasn't been much change in his responses. He says he doesn't speak still, apart from basic yes-no. Physically, he's improved greatly. And then he said, Michael looks the way he used to, which I keep telling him, you know how vain he is. Because <laughs> he really was into his looks. I mean, this guy is a good-looking guy. I still don't know why uh, the family hasn't replied, but he's still here, and I'm going. Great. Oh, my God. Yeah. I mean, I feel like everybody is going to want to know, like, how that yeah. goes and what happens. Absolutely. And, oh, so my God. I, do, I will. When are you harder. going? Well, I'm going to. I was actually going to look at your schedule, your June schedule, and I'm going to try to plan something around the time you're gone. But I'm going to keep reaching out to his family because I'm sure maybe they've just been busy or maybe they were on holiday. Sure, but, sure. Yeah, you never know. Absolutely. But either way, I'm going to go and I will explore and I'll go see him and I'll stay a couple days with him. And Oh, my God. Yeah. Paul Ward on the loose in Ireland. That's I can't right. wait. Oh, my God. That'll be so good. So, yeah, so that's, that's a bit of good news on my end. Oh, my God. That's so good. Yeah, because I know you were really worried. And that yeah. was like, why are they, you know, what's the delay? But you don't know what people are up to. and. You know, who knows? Maybe they don't even know how to check social and, you media. Know, for them, it could be like, why does this guy keep checking on Michael and not coming here? So we're not going to reply till he comes here. I mean, I, I don't know. Right, right. But maybe. Yeah. You know, for me, and, and it's going to take somebody that really knows me to understand that I had to really get strong to be able to deal with that. Oh, my God. I was like, I can deal with a lot of shit. That was some other levels, you know, oh. situation. I mean, I can't even imagine after all those years and like that whole panic of like you guys were buying a house and you would move, you'd have plans yeah. and like, oh, I mean, oh, it's just the rug ripped out from under you. Right, so right. that's but really I'm hard. I'm feeling really strong. I mean, just about and really optimistic about the future. I really am. I mean, you know, you're always optimistic, though. You really are. At least you are with me. You always seem good. super positive. No, yeah. I feel good. I think the only thing that's changed for me is. I don't think I'm looking so much for the relationship. Like, I'm not seeing mm -hmm. that out front right now. I think I'm more looking to what's going to make me really happy and just really following the happiness and whatever, however that other stuff falls out is how it falls out. Yeah. Or how it comes together, should I say? Yeah, exactly. You know? Like, that will all manifest, you know? It will manifest, but I'm really loving the work. Yeah. Loving the work. I'm having a great time here in D.C. I'm going to actually go fly out in the morning to Cleveland. I know. My family. You know, and just check in on them. Of course, there's some ups and downs. People get older, health stuff. But, you know, I'm just, I can be there. So I love 
being there. Yeah, being able to go and be supportive. Yeah. Oh my God, well, we'll be addicted to that yeah. saga. We want to see you in Ireland. So that will be like amazing, amazing. Take you all with me. Bro. Oh my God, yes, you have to. Um, a couple other stories before we wrap up the show. So uh, the other one that I thought was pretty interesting, and you know, we always talk about business advice and growing businesses and all that on this show, but did you see the millionaire in Australia who essentially did, says that millennials are, are not going to be homeowners because they spend $20 on avocado toast? I love it. Tim uh, Gunner is getting a ton of backlash on uh, social media after Time put up an article where a millionaire says to millennials, stop buying avocado toast and going to expensive brunches. That's why you can't afford a home. You agree with that? I think there's some truth in that. Uh, so... uh, Gunnar goes on to say, uh, and all those $30 brunches could eventually add up to over over the years to contribute to $200,000 in investment. He does, however, fail to mention that his grandfather gave him a loan of $34,000 to start his career. Uh, And then Twitter, of course, just trolled him unbelievably as to the whole avocado toast thing. But so what do you think? You always have to make sacrifices. Yeah, you do. But, you know, my thing is, I used to go to Starbucks every day. Yeah. Oh, my God. Me, too. That Starbucks habit adds up. I used up. to go to Starbucks every day. And let me tell you something. And not only did it put weight on me, because I used to get a vanilla, an extra hot vanilla oh. chocolate mocha. Oh, yeah. Whipped cream and all this shit. Oh, anyway, so the, good. The coffee was like $6. And then I would get like a blueberry scone. I would spend $10 a day at Starbucks. $10 at, in the morning. And that would just be in the morning, right? In the afternoon for like a regular coffee. So my morning ritual was $300 a month. That's <gasps> a fucking bill. That is a bill. Oh, my God. That's a bill. Well, I always do that, too. Like, you always you always see me carrying, schlepping around, like, Tupperware. But I bring my lunch everywhere. Yeah. Like, I rarely uh, eat out to, like, eat out lunch because it's always $12, $15. Well, yeah, I started making my coffee at home. Isn't it great? Uh, but I love it because, you know, it brought back memories. Did I share this with you about my dad? Because my dad used to grind his coffee beans, um, and I'd be up in my room or getting ready for school. No, actually, he'd be going really early because he's in construction. He used to leave really early. And on the weekends, did I tell you about this? On the I weekends? don't think you did tell me this. Well, let me clue y'all into my childhood. <laughs> I'm just we, we get little bits and pieces. We get little snapshots. I'll give you a little bit and pieces. Yeah. My dad um, is in construction. He's a builder, so he builds houses. Mr. Wharton is really sweet, Mr. by the Wharton way. Yes, wonderful. we talked to him last week. So when I was growing up, up, there's a city in Maryland called Capitol Heights, Maryland. My okay. A big, um, a lot of land in Capitol Heights, Maryland that was a landfill. Okay. But it was a dirt and gravel landfill, so it wasn't like trash. So basically, when all the construction sites around D.C. would need to, you know, they would dig up to build buildings, they would need to dump this dirt and gravel, so they were, a lot of them would come to our landfill, because it was, I don't know the number of acres, I won't call it, because I don't remember, but it was huge. I like Massive, like a ton of city. (laughs) (laughs) And it was sloped straight down. So over my whole childhood, the trucks would come in and they would dump that dirt and gravel and it would build up. Oh, sure. Okay. So on Saturday mornings, I would get up at four o'clock through my whole childhood and I would go to work with my dad. I would work the trailer and I would take the money from the trucks. (laughs) Oh my God. I can see that. I could see you doing that from a young age. You were always, yeah. So when I was like six or seven years old, my dad taught me how to drive like a dump truck, like a big truck. So I used to put like two phone books on this, put the seat all the way to the front, put two phone books, and it was like a a 10 gear manual. No, I was driving that mammy jammy, okay? At seven years old. Do you see what I'm saying? 
Oh my God. I hope there's a picture. We need, hence, this is hysterical. Hence the little rough edge around the queen. You know what I mean? Like, cause you know, people think, oh, he's so fancy, but then like I can get a little rough too. <laughs> So it started there. Started there. Okay, well, in the dump truck. All right. In the dump truck. So, yeah, so I used to do that. Um, but my dad, one memory I have of him, even on my school days, like that's how I would I would smell that in the morning. He'd grind his coffee beans. He's like serious about his coffee. Oh, I don't blame him. I love a good cup of coffee. Right, right. So, no, I started making my coffee just to circle back to this $300 a month morning habit. You know, I spend $6 at Whole Foods on this coffee, and it lasts me like two weeks. Oh. For $6, I grind the beans, I make my coffee, I make my smoothie, and that's my meal until I have maybe lunch, something, some vegetables or something. I just keep it light. Yeah. Oh, my God. I love that. Well, anyway, that guy is getting a ton of heat. Of course, the other story I'm obsessed with is Aaron Hernandez's fiance was on Dr. Phil yesterday. And, of course, she's not going to talk about the gay lover until today. So you're not going to get uh, that part of the story. But she basically is on there. She discusses for the first time the suicide note that he left her. She talks about that and who the two names were at the end of the um, the note that he gave to her. Because they were initially, like, blacked out when it was given to the public. Um, here, let's see if we can hear listen. To and look after blank and blank for me. Those are my boys. These other two that are listed here, are these just friends that he cared about? No, I mean, one is a, a godson and one is his brother. Um, they're very important to him. Is that how he would talk about that? I mean, he had a big heart and he was very caring. I think that that's accurate as far as taking care of of the kids in a sense. Oh God, I'll be tuned in today. Uh, anyway, she apparently is going to talk about the rumors of his sexuality and then Hernandez actually may have murdered Odin Lloyd over bisexuality rumors because Lloyd was getting ready to tell Shana Jenkins Hernandez, the fiance, that in fact Aaron was gay. So we'll see. So tragic, but I can't help but think it's hot too. God, <laughs> I'm a horrible person. I'm a horrible person. Well, I mean, it's so sad, though. You know, it's so sad that this guy who had so much talent, if in fact this is true, right? I don't even know that it's true. Maybe we'll find out today. But if he was bisexual. Why couldn't he just be? I mean, to murder someone, to keep that secret. And then allegedly, I mean, he was found not guilty of murdering two other people, but there's still question of, sure. you know, I mean, all to keep that secret. Can you imagine? No wonder. I mean, there's so much doubt if he took his own life, but I'm like, I think he took his own life. I mean, the guy was living with a lot of demons, clearly. And that just shows us where we are as a society and how we all need to let everyone, we need to live and let live. Yes. We really do. Yes. And like in, I mean, I don't know what it must be like to be a professional athlete, but Obviously, the pressure of the NFL as well, where you can't be openly gay and accepted. I'm sure if it was true, that played into it as well for him. What's the um, the NFL athlete that came out? Sam. Oh, um, oh. Did he land anywhere? No. Which is, I know. Okay, well, there you go. There's your answer. He has never been able to be picked up by any other team. Damn. And now he just, Michael Sam. Michael Sam, yeah. Yeah, he came out as the first openly gay uh, NFL player by the Rams. Um, and they signed him for like a season. They cut him, and then he's never been back. He doesn't play for any team now. Damn. I know. So that goes to show, I feel like that says something. It does say something. Well, anyway. Hey, all right, NFL, man in the mirror. I know. that cued up? That's a good song. Whenever you really need Actually, we to pull your play shit it. together. Really? Do you know what I'm saying? Oh. You know, sometimes. Maybe I'll try that. Yeah, when you walk around and you're like, 
I'm searching for the... with everybody and things are going left and things don't feel right and everybody's mad. Really? You just got to look at the man in the mirror. Oh, I love that. You know what I mean? It's going to feel real good. You have such a good voice. Who are you singing at the live show? What did you break into at the end? As I turn up the color on my favorite winter coat, this wind is blowing my mind. Hey, I see the kids in the street. Give him a microphone. Who am I? Take us there. <laughs> well, honey, only the chorus. At the man in the mirror the other day. That's the truth. We looked at him and hey. I'm still looking at her. <laughs> okay, is this really you? Get it together. But I love it. I love that we're here together. I know, my God, we are. And thank you all for supporting us. That was awesome. That was so amazing. Um, we'll check out. You need to buy Wolf Trap tickets. Yes. So wolftrap.org, and then you can just do um, preview party if you search that. Yes. So we need to absolutely be doing that, and then we'll see you this weekend, either at your event or Taste of Arlington. Oh, absolutely. So much fun. Thank you all for your support. Thank you for hanging in there with us. And it's just Oh, my God. Your friends to check us out. Only please. more to come. All right, honey, yes, are you ready? Tweet us. Tweet us. Paul Warton <laughs> and Hank Praise. You got it. Let's do it, baby. All right, honey. Hey. Bye, everybody. Bye. What's the phrase that you hear every day? Hey, phrase. What's the phrase that you hear every day? Hey, phrase. What's the phrase that you hear every day? Hey, phrase. What's the phrase that you hear? Tune in, yeah, you gotta tune in. Sarah Frazier on the mic, and she about to begin the co-host with the most.